I sit on the ocean floor and watch my bubbles rise to the surface. They wobble as they ascend, expanding as the pressure lessens. I close my eyes and imagine them breaking on the surface, disappearing into the salty air. My lungs empty. I can feel my pulse in my ears. Slowly, I open up my gills. I take a mouthful of water and put pressure on it, forcing it through the slits that sit under the crook of my jaw. It's salty and coarse. The soft membranes of my gills burn. It's strange, but I love the feeling. Most people on Selum can only last a minute or two using their gills. They don't provide enough oxygen to completely transition from the lungs. In a short while, people begin to panic, their heads growing light. They struggle to the surface, fill their lungs, safe in the open air. I'm like my older brother, Daedro. He could stay underwater for more than twenty minutes and not just sitting still. He would wind and twist down channels, explore sea caves. How? Nobody knew. His gills weren't any bigger, but his will was stronger. He forced his body to change and react. He never let himself panic. I take another gulp of water and slowly push it through. My head spins from the burst of oxygen. There is as much in the water as in the air. I just need to learn to capture it. I look at my wristwatch, a gift from Daedra when I turn thirteen, old enough to dive. It blinks with two numbers, my depth and a count of the time that has passed, five hundred and fifty feet and six thirty-three. I watch the last digit climb higher, the pixels rearranging themselves with every passing second. My head grows a little cloudy. I push my hands into the sand beneath me, twisting myself up into a pseudo-standing position. I bend my knees and let my body drift down, then push off with a burst. My body rises to the surface, twisting as if I'm one of the bubbles. The air is cold as I break the surface. Water cascades around my face, pinning back my long pink hair. I take a deep breath and then break into laughter. I can't help it. The oxygen high is intoxicating. Have you been drinking seawater again? Calls Jariah. Cause you sound like a special kind of loon. I tread water, spinning myself around until I find him. He stands on a small board, steadying himself with an oar on the water. He rocks as the water moves beneath him, unconsciously adjusting his weight. We're a mile from land, yet his hair is dry. It flutters in the wind. Seven minutes. I hold up my watch. Seven, Jariah, seven! He brushes back his hair, revealing more tan skin, then runs his hand across his firm chest. Well, isn't that something? Something? It's a new record! For you, maybe. I've heard... He pauses, perhaps considering whether to bring up Daedro or not. He smiles sadly and shakes his head. Great job, Elsie. You'll be at ten in no time. My stomach flutters. It does every time somebody contemplates bringing up my brother. I don't really know why. I think about him all the time. But nobody else seems comfortable mentioning him, and that flows into me. Ever since Daedro died, that is. I decide to blow it off. Thirty, I say. Jariah looks at me with his head cocked, eyes squinted, like he can't quite work out whether I'm serious or not. He looks cute when he's confused, which is to say he looks cute a lot.
It can happen, I continue. You never heard of Marlow the Rock? From Dantro Island, pretty much the opposite side of the world, they called him the Rock because he'd sink like a stone, come up half an hour later with a smile on his face and some new treasure in his pocket. He laughs and shakes his head. You're so full of it. I'm not, I protest with a giggle. Ask anyone. They're all full of it, too. I roll my eyes, making sure my big brown pupils swirl in as exaggerated emotion as possible. So you're the only one that knows the truth, huh?